0: I was going to tell everybody to give Jacqueline a hand, but... (laughs) Well, she did good. Proud of her. Love to see kids wanting to do something in church, you know? You know, you always hear people say, that's the future of the church, right? Right? And that's the truth. It is. You've got to, we, uh, those that are already in some sort of position in the church, whatever it may be, uh, need to encourage them to step up and have an active part. If somebody doesn't ask them to, they probably never will just ask to do it themselves. you know? Anyway, let's uh, get into the Word tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we begin. <clears throat> Lord, I come to You tonight, and I just thank You for this time of praise and worship that we've had. Lord, I thank You that Your Spirit is here. Lord, I sent Your presence, and God, I just thank You for that. I thank You that You always show up with us. And Lord, I just ask that for these next few minutes, Lord, that You would come and speak to these people, that You would use me as an instrument, Lord, to, to minister to them. And God, I ask that You give me words to say. Lord, you know I don't have many on my own, and I know that I count on you to supply my every need, Lord. And God, I just ask that you move right now in a mighty way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to be reading in verse 17 and 18. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verses 17 and 18. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. That's what I want to talk to you tonight about, is about the cross. And Look, I, I know everybody here, and except for a couple little ones. I don't know for sure, but I think most everybody here is saved. So, y'all know what the cross means. Y'all know what it was all about. So I'm not going to be able to reveal too many mysteries to you about it. but what I want to do is make sure that we're unified in our thinking as far as what we should be doing as far as preaching the cross to people. And if we look at verse 17, it says, "For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And we know that's what our commission is is to go into all the world preaching the gospel. Not with wisdom of words. Now what does he mean by that? Wisdom of words. Not with great intellect, right? The gospel's not something real complicated. It, does, it doesn't take uh, you breaking out your thesaurus and trying to come up with all these fancy words that when you could have just used a simple one, right? You don't have to make, overcomplicate this thing. Well as we preach the gospel to people, Especially the the cross, we share that with people. We need to try to not. And I'm not trying to demean anyone in any way. What I want to say though is we need to try to keep it simple and basic. You know, the thing about learning about God, if you start simple, there's time to complicate things later on. You know, the stuff we're talking about in Sunday school today it got pretty complicated. It gets kind of deep. That's not for new Christians, really. That's, they, they don't understand all that yet. It's not time for that. That comes as you mature in Christ and you want to know more and dig deeper. That kind of stuff comes. We don't need to bog new Christians or potential new Christians down with all, all these details. So that's what... Paul is saying here, not with wisdom of words. Don't try to use your own wisdom. And what does he say? If you do, the cross of Christ will be made of none effect. You see, then it wouldn't be the the principles behind what happened on the cross that actually led somebody to God. It would be your own fantastic words that you used. Because you're so eloquent, you were able to sway their thinking. And that's not what we want to do. Because you know what? That won't last. I've seen it done. I've seen someone swayed by a thought or an ideal, and they thought that's what they wanted, but it don't take long for that thought to fade. You see, if if it's the real deal if they really understand what Jesus did, and they accept His sacrifice, there will be a change made in them. And it won't just fade away. Verse 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. The preaching of the cross is foolishness. I struggle with that a little bit. So I studied on it. I read on this a little bit. What do y'all think he's talking about there? The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Is he talking about those that have already perished? Is he talking about those that just will never accept it and will someday perish? You know, I look at that and and I have to kind of step back because there's there's a lot of things I don't know. I don't know what the end of somebody's life is. I don't know where they're going to find themselves. You know, there's people that have died this past year and a couple different times I've had people ask me, well, do you think they went to heaven? Man, I don't know, you know? It's if... If they claim to have received Jesus, I just have to take them for their word, right? I don't know what happened in their heart. I don't know who they made Lord of their life. I can look at the evidence and have a guess, but that's not my place. So as I looked at this Scripture, I began to ask myself, should we waste our time preaching the cross Because this says it's foolishness to them that perish. Those that are never going to accept it, it's foolishness to them. And then we go on and it says, But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. How many of y'all can think back what the meaning of the cross was to you, and you just kind of begin, maybe not out loud, but within your spirit you begin to rejoice? Thinking about man, what Jesus did was awesome. What he did for me was just amazing. See, that's what that's talking about. That's the power of God to you. But what does that mean to somebody that doesn't know God? Doesn't mean anything. You see, there's there's things, ways that you can reach people without always preaching the cross to them immediately. Sometimes they need something else to get their attention. And over the past couple of weeks I've already shared with y'all about some of the things I've been thinking about. And I, I watching I told y'all about that show, The Way of the Master. And what they what they try to do is they try to speak to the moral side that pretty much everybody has. You know, even even some of the vilest criminals know right from wrong. They just choose not to do it. But if you were to ask them, is this right or wrong, most of them know what, it, what, what is and what isn't. So what they try to do is, is reach that moral law that is, is put within all of us. You may not know the Ten Commandments, but you know it's wrong to lie. You know it's wrong to steal. And you see, they, they try to reach them on, on that inherent thing that's built into them first. And when they do that, they begin to open up a channel of communication then that they can mutually identify with each other. See, they don't just start out preaching the cross. Now, This may not be popular with a lot of Christians, y'all. I'm not telling you don't preach the cross. I'm going to tell you right now, more preachers need to preach Jesus and Him crucified. But I want to tell you, first of all, some of those people don't want to hear that. But if you can open up a door you can open up some sort of channel of communication where they understand what you're talking about, you can then introduce them to Jesus. You can then bring Jesus into the picture. But if you start out preaching the cross, what does that say? It's foolishness to them. Foolishness. I told you all about talking to some people that don't believe, number one, that God exists. So because they don't believe God exists, they don't believe the Bible is the Word of God, you just lost the argument, most people. You've got to have some other way. Another way to reach them. Another way to get their attention. You can't use and rely on the things that you've learned over the past 20 years, or however old Old you are, however long you've been a Christian. You have to rely on something that is common to most people. And that's that moral law that I'm talking about. Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Man, this this just gives me joy reading this, I'm telling you. Who for the joy that was set before him that was me. That was my my redemption. I was the prize. See, you've got to identify with the scripture. You've got to put yourself in that scripture who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God, right hand of the throne of God. He endured the cross. And we look at that cross again. You know, it may be foolishness to to those that don't yet know Him. But there comes an opportunity. You, You need to be prepared to preach the cross to somebody. You need to be prepared to share that with them when the time is right. See, it may not be right initially, but there will come a time when the time is right. When you've got their attention, you need to be able to share with them what that Scripture talks about that I just read, about how Jesus endured the cross for that joy that was set before Him, that goal that was set before Him, the prize That's how I look at it. I look at it like he saw what was up ahead. He could see what he was trying to attain. And he went through all of that just to reach that point. For me. You've got to know how to share that with them. You've got to think about these things. I'm trying to prepare you all for something. Myself also. I'm trying to prepare us. To be able to speak to somebody about our faith. To be able to share with them. Look, I know most of you know you're saved. I know most of you know that uh, what it took to save you. But have you ever told somebody about that? Have you ever really sat down and compared where you are now to where a sinner is today? Have you ever thought about how far off they are from where you are now? you got to be careful not to get the big head. Because God, man, God's worked in my life in ways I can't even begin to imagine. When I stop and think about where He brought me from to where I am, man, that will make you rejoice. That will make you shout. And I guarantee you when you begin to examine that and compare it to somebody else, if you're not careful, you'll start thinking how sorry they are. But that's just the blessings of God in your life. We've got to be ready to share that with people. I don't mean you got to tell them how sorry they are. But you need to be able to show them, look, man, I know what you're going through. I've been there before. Look at what happened in my life. This is what I went through. Well, look where I am now. God did something in my life. God did something for me and then go into the cross. Begin to sh- expand upon what, what the Word says about what Jesus did. Show them about the battle that went on. Tell them that it wasn't just one event where, where they took a man and nailed him to a cross, but there was a whole battle going on in the spiritual realm. There was all kinds of powers and principalities that were being broken down and tore down so that we would have a way into the Holy of Holies. Begin to show them how all those things tie together. Show them that the cross was just the, was just the, the finale. The, the thing that everything in the Old Testament had pointed towards was the cross. That same sacrifice that had been done for thousands of years before then. This was what it was all pointing to. It's a wonderful picture the lovely thing that God did, how He planned that all out, and how he, he did it all for us. We've got to be able to share that with people, y'all. We need to start start thinking and start reading and start studying our Word and find those little places. How many of y'all could lead somebody to God if, they, if you had to right now? How many of you could show them in the Word what they need to do? You know, there's that one thing that people call the Roman Road. There's several scriptures you can go through in the Book of Romans that will lead somebody, you know, on their if they're ready to accept Jesus. You walk them through these scriptures, and it talks about how we were once sinners, and yeah, you know, now we can be saved, and it ta- It shows you the way to God. I'm gonna print that out and hand it out to people. We need to be equipped. We need to be equipped. We need to know how. You know, that kind of stuff don't just come because you decide to be a Christian. It's not just somehow put into you to know how to lead somebody else to God. It takes work. It takes somebody showing you and teaching you. Somebody... Uh, you being willing to receive that and learn and, and do the work that it takes to search it out in the Bible for yourself. You know, somebody can tell you a bunch of Scriptures, but if you don't go read them and, and spend some time trying to understand them, it won't do you any good. Because the first thing's going to happen, you're going to read a Scripture and they're going to say, well, yeah, but what about this? And you'll be like, I don't know, that's not the next Scripture. We'll have to get back to that. See, we got to be prepared.